right. Welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcasts of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can. All right. Well, welcome back. I appreciate you being here. So today's episode is going to be about California and the mass exodus of Californians at public schools. It's from a article or a website magazine called City Journal, California's public school exodus, plummeting test scores, radical curricula, And anti-parent policies are driving families away. This is a special issue of 2023, and uh, it's called From from the Magazine. So City Journal. So uh, let's go through this. And all right, so let's go through this. So no issue is more pressing in California than education, which continue. Again, you've heard me say this before. From California, public school educated. So it's amazing what's happened since the 30 years I've been graduated. I am celebrating my 30 year graduation this year from high school. So in late October, the state released scores for the first post COVID shutdown state standardized test conducted early last year. The results were horrendous. Less than half of all students who took a smarter balanced test. 47.1% met the state standard in English language arts, down four percentage points from 2018 to 2019, which that meant it was 50, what, 51%, which is still horrendous. Half of the population. Wow. One third of students met the standard in math, down 6.5%. Only 16% of Black students and 9.7% of English learners met standards in math. Not only did test scores plummet, the state's chronic absenteeism rate has also skyrocketed. The no-show rate leapt from 14.3% in 2020 to 2021 to 30%. It doubled. Holy cow. 30% in 2021 to 2022. California defies chronic absenteeism as students missing 10% of the days they were enrolled for any reason. Wow. But amazingly, during the 2021 to 2022 school year, data showed that the state's four-year high school graduation rate climbed to 87% from 83% in 2020 to 2021. I have no idea why that's why that's possible. Well, let's look next word. How is that possible? <laughs> Ed Sources, John Fensterwald explains, quote, The high school graduation rate in 2021 to 2022 reached a record high statewide and rose significantly for most student groups. Although the progress warrants an asterisk, recognizing the hardships many students experienced during COVID and the challenges of teachers and trading grading fairly during remote learning, the legislature passed Assembly Bill 104. It allowed parents to request that F's and D's for high school students be changed to pass or no pass. It also gave last year's juniors and seniors the option to graduate with the state's minimum requirements made up of 13 courses totaling about 130 credits. 
The situation in Los Angeles is even more egregious. About 46% of the city students were chronically absent last year, more than double compared with the previous year, according to district numbers. Nevertheless, their grades are rising. Standardized test scores tell a different story, however. The Los Angeles Times examined district-wide spring 2022 grades and the state's 2022 standardized test scores, and the paper summarized some of the findings. So here it is. In math. 73% of 11th graders earned A's, B's, and C's. Test scores showed only 19% met grade level standards. Wow. For 8th graders, 79% earned A's, B's, and C's in math. Test scores showed 23% met grade level standards. And what does that mean, met grade level standards? 8th graders should be testing at 8th grade level. So they're getting A's, B's, and C's as an eighth grader, but when they test at what an eighth grader should be at, only 23% of them met that eighth grade level. Now in English, 85% of sixth graders earned A's, B's, and C's, while 40% met grade level standards. For seventh graders, 82% earns A's, B's, and C's. In English, test scores showed 43% met standards. Wow. According to World Population Review, California now leads the country in illiteracy. In fact, 23.1% of Californians over age 15 cannot read the sentence. Holy cow. While some of this poor showing is due to huge influx of of migrants from California's poorest southern borders, much of the blame falls on the state's failing public schools. California seems in no rush to correct these educational shortcomings, unlike other states like Mississippi, North Carolina, Florida, Connecticut, Colorado, and Virginia. The Golden State has not adopted any comprehensive literacy plan to ensure that children can read by third grade, or nor has it indicated that it intends to create such a plan. Voters' attitudes toward the state's government-run schools have tumbled accordingly. A poll from UC Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies in early 2022 revealed that just 35% of the state's voters give public schools in their local district a grade of A or B, down from 55% in 2011. At the other end of the spectrum, 25% now grade their local public schools D or an F, up from 10% in 2011. The poll included responses from 800 California voters, half of whom identify as Democrats, 26% as Republicans, and 24% as independents. Now, that's only 800 California voters, okay? So 800 out of millions of people there, but still, this is why I'm not a big fan of polls, but they run polls and it's supposed to be, you know, cross or whatever, but, you know, asterisk there. Given this general dissatisfaction, not to mention policymakers' suffocating response to COVID, it's no surprise that enrollment in California schools is plummeting. Already in 2018 to 2019, about 23,000 students had left the system. 23,000 students have left the system. Wow. But between 2019 to 2020 and 2020 to 21 school years, public school enrollment in California dropped by more than seven times that figure, with 175,761 students leaving. And it is likely to get worse. Wow. That's unreal. 
According to the State Department of Finance, in the 2021-2022 school year, California experienced its fifth consecutive drop in total public K-12 enrollment, losing 110,000 students. If current trends hold for the next decade, the state will see a further decline of 524,000 students by 2020 by 2030. That's seven years from now. Wow. Let's pause there. That is unreal. Because what is so sad about this is that these kids aren't getting a hand up. These families, we don't even know what the demographics of these families are. But all I know is that there's 175,000 students and potentially 175,000 students that may not be productive citizens of the state. I'm not saying they're gonna, they're all gonna end up joining gangs or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying without a high school degree, I don't, I don't know what to say, guys. This is mind-boggling. In Los Angeles, the exodus is massive. 20 years ago, the Los Angeles Unified School District was home to 737,000 students, but officials now forecast that enrollment will be below 400,000. That's a 337,000 drop. Nevertheless, Cicely Mayart Cruz, the radical leader of the United Teachers of Los Angeles, remains upbeat. (laughs) Of course you do. You're the union leader. Keep those dues up, teachers. Let's go. You're doing amazing. Oh, my goodness. You are you have a classroom size of three, and you are the best teacher. All three of them love you. You're the best. Keep it up. Keep paying your dues. Sarcasm. In 2021, when asked how her union's insistent on keeping L.A. schools locked down for more than a year during COVID affected by cities K-12 to students, she insisted. There is no such thing as learning loss. Our kids didn't lose anything. It's okay that our babies may not have learned all their timetables. They learned resilience. They learned survival. They learned critical thinking skills. They know the difference between a riot and a protest. They know the words insurrection and coup. Effing A. Wow. Scary. Scary. I was hoping, I knew this article would be somewhat depressing, but this is, I'm, I'm going to be honest, guys. This is really scary. And this thing that's so scary about this is that people around the country say, where California leads, the rest of the country leads. F that. No way. No effing way that's not happening no way wow just to the south san diego is also losing students from its public schools at a faster clip than district leaders expected in oakland the school board has voted to close seven schools over the next two years because of saggy enrollment according to the 2022 pac usc rosier poll More than one in four California parents switched their child's school during the pandemic. Some are now being schooled in other states because their parents moved away, while others are being homeschooled. 
homeschooled or have been enrolled in private school. And still other parents are sending their children to charter schools, which saw a 15,000 new enrollee in 2020 to 2021 school year, a 2.3% increase from the previous year, bringing the total to 690,000. By contrast, the 175,000 students who exited the state school reflects 3.2% drop. A major reason for these shifting numbers is that Charter did a much better job during the pandemic. A study conducted by Stanford University Center for Research on Education Outcomes examined how charter schools responded to COVID. Compared with traditional public schools in California, New York, and Washington for the period of March to June 2020, and then from 2020 to 2021 school year, researchers found that charters were able to pivot from in-school teaching to remote instruction remarkably quickly. In spring 2020, charter schools in California took an average of just four days to shift to remote learning. Once they closed their doors, bureaucracy-laden traditional public schools never got it quite right. So my daughters were in a public school. And when 2020 hit, my son was a senior in a public private school, all boys Catholic school. And they, when the, the shutdown happened in March, they all went literally that next week. They were all schooling. They were all online instantaneously. They all already had laptops they were working on. They were all doing schooling remotely automatically. My daughter's same thing. When the next school year came around, same thing. And some public schools still hadn't gone online when the next school year started. So, but you know what? They learned what the meaning of insurrection and coup. They learned resiliency. They learned how to survive. (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious. This should not come as a surprise. Charters typically have outperformed traditional public schools, which is why the public schools and the unions are trying to squash charters. A 2014 study from Stanford University found that low-income Black students in California charter schools gained 36 more days of learning in reading and 43 more days in math a year than their district school counterparts. In 2017, Stanford released the results of a study that revealed that the longer students attend schools and chartered networks, the greater their gains. For example, in math, students attending schools and charter networks gain on average about 34 more days of learning in their first year than similar students in traditional district schools. By their third year in that school, they gain 69 additional schools of learning, days of learning, roughly twice the growth. But did they learn how resurrection and coups mean what they mean? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. What distinguishes charter schools, of course, is that they are independent, flexible, and perhaps most important, rarely unionized. Huh. Scratch your head. Make you think. Unlike in district schools, the teachers' unions, in most cases, must organize each charter school individually at time-consuming and costly process. Wow. This article keeps going, guys. And I mean, we can make this article about a half hour, 45 minutes. And I'm going to, I'm going to spare you the more you, you'll, you can get the link of this article. You can read the rest. All I got to say is I am depressed. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm sad for 
the next generation. I'm sad for my kids. I'm sad for the kids that were in charter schools. I'm sad for the kids that were in private schools. I'm sad for the kids that their parents left them. I'm sad for them because they're going to be considered as part of that generation. Okay. Or they're going to be considered as part of that generation. And how do our kids do they make friends with them? Do they socialize with them? Or is there this greater divide now that was created by adults, by our politicians? What do we what do we do? What do we do? They're sad for that generation. I'm sad for it. And I don't know. You know, I'm a generation of lax, latchkey kids, right? Divorce. I had a, a house key around my neck. We had a, when I got home, we always had this secret code of, you know, when my mom called and, you know, we had, we had all these things as an only child being raised by a quote unquote broken home. I don't know. Seems like it wasn't so broken compared to now. My mom loved me to death. I had a great education, had great friends. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I enjoyed my childhood. I'm enjoying my adulthood. I'm enjoying life. So, I don't know. I may ask you not to share this article. I don't know. I don't know what to do here, guys. I think this is important information, especially if you're still in California and you don't know all this stuff is happening because you're busy working. You're busy trying to put food on the table. You're trying to raise your family. You're, you're trying to have dinner together as a family. You're trying to keep your kids in activities and you don't know what's going on because the schools, public schools aren't going to tell you. Shoot, your kids can go transition from one, one gender to another and the school won't ever tell you. So... What do you think they care about teaching your kids English and math? They don't care. And I'm sorry if you're a teacher, you're listening to this. I am sorry. You may be one that really does care and you're concerned, but you've been there 18 years as a teacher and now you're just trying to survive the next till you can get your pension. I understand that. I'm not, I am not faulting you for that. And you go to work, you go to school, you teach your kids with everything you possibly can and do. You sure I know students are less ruly. They're not, they haven't learned their manners. I understand that they some kids don't even know how to sharpen a pencil or use a pencil or hold a pencil. I understand all that. That's a result of our politicians the last few years. I get all that. I get all that. I just found this to be very eye-opening. Again, I hadn't read the article before. I still haven't read all of it. I, I read you what I've read. I, I haven't read more than that. I saw the title. I'm like, this would be good for an episode. And I don't, I don't know if it is. So if you're listening to this, then I may have made the decision to go ahead and post it just because I think I'm, we all need to know. It's information. So... Anyways, make it a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. God bless. All right.
right. Welcome back to another podcast episode, Podcast of Farming Assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret. Share this episode with everybody you possibly can. 